Welcome to the St. Andrew Sunday Morning Sermon Podcast. No matter who you are, where you've been, what you believe, or whether you even believe at all, you belong here. I want to again welcome all of you here tonight to St. Andrew on this holy night. Whether you're a member, a friend, a newcomer, a party crasher, or an interloper, a jet-lagged out-of-towner, a stressed-out holiday shopper, bleary-eyed student, whether you're a little elf all amped up on candy canes and gumdrops, it's all good. We're all here, aren't we? Everyone's welcome at St. Andrew, saints and Scrooges and Santas and believers and doubters and bah humbuggers, angels and Grinches, even cotton-headed ninny-muggins, as I like to say every year. And what is it that brings us here tonight? Behind all the beautiful music and carols and lessons, it's one of the most unbelievable, impossible stories about this ineffable, uncontainable God who comes to us in the improbable form of a vulnerable baby and who grows to reveal to us the fullness of the divine reality in the frailty of a human body. In other words, we're here tonight because of a baby, and a helpless newborn baby at that. And in this birth of this baby, we come to see that in the smallest of all things, there is this this hidden power that can impact the world in the most enduring and consequential ways. Christmas is all about how the smallest things are often the most powerful things and the most indispensable things. Don't we know this intuitively? We say it all the time. Ah, it's it's the little things that matter the most. You consider how just a single act of kindness or a simple word of encouragement can turn your whole day around just as much as the slightest hint of nastiness or a single word of criticism can, can so easily derail it. The hidden, quiet power of little things, it's undeniable. We like to think sometimes that the little things don't really matter until, of course, we're assembling some piece of furniture from Ikea and we skip that one little detail and we don't discover it till the very end, right? Little things matter. Have you ever spent the night camping in the mountains and had to endure the whole night in a tent with one little tiny rogue mosquito buzzing around all night? Little things can be consequential things. Step on an airplane sometime and before you get on and you look at the fuselage on the outside and you see those thousands and thousands of little rivets, right? Would you get on that plane if just one of those was missing? The indispensable power, little things. I was in the Duncan drive-through earlier this week and apparently it was random acts of kindness day. Because when I pulled up to the window, the cashier said, the guy behind you, uh, the guy in front of you just, just, just paid for you. And I'm like, that is awesome. And she said, yeah, everybody's been doing this. It's like this random acts of kindness thing, and it's really sweet. And this, by the way, happens to me frequently. And it never, ever works to my advantage. <laughs> she said, do you want to pay for the person behind you? And I gazed in my rearview mirror to assess the situation, right? And it was a minivan (laughs) with a mom and about 12 kids. And the cashier said, you know, nine people in a row have paid for the person behind them. (laughs) 
this would be a record. And I said, perfect, and I gave her my card, and she said, that's awesome, that'll be 53.19. So apparently the little things literally do add up to something. In our Christmas story, there's this odd little word that describes how these little things matter the most, and how a tiny baby in a manger could be packed with so much divine power. It's a word we don't use much in our world today, but we show up to Christmas and we hear it every year. This little weird word is the the word glory. Did you hear it? Glory. It describes the experience of these harebrained shepherds in the fields who, while they're watching their flocks by night, are visited by an angel. And it says in that scripture passage, the glory of the Lord shone around them. It's used again in the Gospel of John to describe the mystery of the incarnation, where it says... um, And the word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Glory. In the Hebrew, the word is kavod. It means two things, really. On the one hand, kavod refers to the honor and greatness and the immensity of God that inspire within us some reverence or awe of God. And so glory means something like divine splendor or magnificence. But the ancient Hebrews also used this word kavod and used it originally not as a religious word, but as a business word. Kavod referred to the weight of things that were bought or sold in the marketplace, like grain, spices, cattle and sheep, silver and gold. Before kavod was a religious concept, it was a business concept. It was a weights and measures word that ensured fairness in our market transactions. And eventually over time, these two different meanings came together to combine into one more metaphorical meaning that referred to the importance or weightiness, the significance of something. And so we in today's world would say kavod might be something like the gravity of the situation. It can refer to wonderful things like getting down on one knee and proposing marriage or telling your spouse for the first time that you're pregnant, that's pretty weighty. Maybe experiencing something that's completely breathtaking, a God moment, weighty experiences, kavod. It can also mean overwhelming experiences, like when you ask somebody, hey, how are you doing? And they actually tell you what nobody actually ever says, which is the truth. Like, I'm not doing very well. I'm really struggling right now. And right then you go, oh, wow, it's heavy, it's important. Or when after surgery, the doctor comes in and says, okay, can we talk about what we found? That's kavod. And we all know that in those small moments, we can feel the weight of the world. These small acts can be of great consequence. This is how God works in the world. Kavod, glory, we assume God's glory comes in big packages, but the Christmas story says that when Christmas happens, we find God's glory in the smallest, most ordinary thing, a baby. And in the Christmas story, the baby, this tiniest of humans, embodies the weightiness of everything that means anything to us, love, hope, peace, and joy. In this little baby, the whole glory of God dwells in this one little person in this 
single moment in time. Maybe that's why we sing in O Little Town of Bethlehem that one line that says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. In the smallest of humans, on the most insignificant of nights, we encounter the weightiness of God. This is how God almost always works, through the little things, the subtle things, the overlooked, understated, underestimated things like a baby lying in a manger. And 2,000 years ago, this is how God chose to connect to us, to draw us into the immensity of God's presence and love through a little baby who incidentally would grow up to teach this very core concept about tiny things. Do you remember the parables and teachings of the adult Jesus who spoke of the hidden power of God in the single mustard seed, in the dash of yeast, in a lost coin, a lost sheep, uh, the kavod that we experience whenever we give just, as he says, just one cup of cold water to the least of these little things and simple deeds that can save the world. I just want you to know this is not a religious concept, by the way. It's built into the fabric of the universe. Scientists have theorized for centuries about this improbable power of little things. You've heard of chaos theory and the butterfly effect that says that a, a butterfly flapping its wings in Brazil can, uh, can set off a tornado in Texas. Because in principle, the universe is so remarkably tuned and interconnected that even the smallest fluctuations over there will inevitably impact and influence things over here. Little things, big influences. In mathematics, the domino effect, I love this one, it says that if just one two-inch domino falls on another domino that's 50% larger than it, and then that domino and every successive domino falls on another domino that's 50% larger than it, the whole chain reaction that has begun with just one two-inch domino will eventually gain enough power to tilt and tip over the Eiffel Tower or even Mount Everest. Little things, big impacts. There's a life-changing principle. It's called the aggregation of marginal gains. This everyone should hear. It simply says that if you get just 1% better at something every day, you'll be 37% better at it within a year. This truth is built into the fabric of the universe. Small things turn out to be the weightiest of things. This is how God designed us. That's the whole point of Christmas. Look for the glory of God and the simple things in yourself and in others in the world and then like Christ attend to them with faithful patience you practice the little things that in the world at the end of the day have power to save and just as God with Jesus at Christmas starts small so too can we as you leave this place tonight consider this we'd all love to to end the wars in Ukraine and Gaza Maybe we would do so and then bask in the glory of a Nobel Peace Prize. That would be great glory. But isn't it true that on most days it's hard enough just for us to let the guy in the car in front of us merge over into our lane without losing our minds sometimes?
And how can we ever end wars half a world away if we can't keep them from starting on Interstate 70? And you start small. On most days, it's just hard. We'd all love to end the political polarization in our country, but on most days, isn't it just hard enough to hold the elevator door open for the stranger that's sprinting toward you trying to get in without saying, uh, I'm sorry, I, oh, I didn't even see you, I'm sorry, right? How can we heal the divisions of our world if we can't even help the harmless stranger right in front of us? Start small. Who here wouldn't want to be loved and admired and honored like Mother Teresa? But we forget that it starts with getting up every single day and saying our prayers and then going out and washing feet one leper at a time. You want to be more like Jesus, like that little bracelet people wear? And then just remember it starts with one lost coin at a time and one lonely sheep at a time and one cup of cold water at a time given to the least. The world turns on the slenderest of hinges because love is always expressed in little things and power is always displayed in subtle things and the glory of God is always found in the tiniest of things like a, like a baby in a manger who turns out to become the, the weightiest of all things. His name was Jesus. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like more information about our church or our vision to eradicate social isolation and disconnection by practicing the faithful presence of the incarnate Christ, please visit GoStAndrew.com. See you next week.